Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Manning Brothers living room, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, it's good to be back with you, and uh, happy. Uh, I'm very happy you're off the IR season. now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad Thank you're me. on the mend. I also, I also thoroughly enjoyed the Manning Brothers broadcast on Monday Night Football. I can't believe more people didn't watch that because it was gold. Yeah, I think more people probably will. They'll probably cannibalize the ratings on the uh, main broadcast. But um, You can only hope. Yeah, so a little bit I watched. They had uh, Charles Barkley was on with them, and they were speculating what position various <laughs> NFL player, NBA players would have played in the NFL. <laughs> that was pretty amusing, especially when they got to good. talking about Larry Bird. <laughs> and Peyton Manning, he showed up. He had props. He had he was he had visors and helmets and a whiteboard. I mean, I I loved every minute of it. I watched the whole thing. I was all yeah, in. That, that was yeah. I would definitely watch that over the the regular broadcast for sure. For sure. And I mean, clearly, anyone who's listened to the show before knows I like a good gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's not surprising. I was involved. 12 years of gimmicks, and here we are. Yes. My third trick play. You just never know. Where's the Statue of Liberty yeah. where we need it? The Sherpa special. Well, how are your fantasy teams doing after week one? Um, not so hot. I was one and three oh, this oh. week, and as I was mentioning to uh, my wife, Margaret, before we went on the air, Blues, you know, there are four NFL cat teams and they were two and two this week so blue had a better week than i did he did he did i, I honestly i think blue is probably living better than most of us <laughs> probably yeah i was i was pretty fortunate i, I went six and one this week um nice. I mean, Congrats. yeah so far so good thank you we we've got some injury issues to work on but you know trying that's, to rally this that's week. what we're here for Oh, that's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> See, all the research for you do you, for the show pays off big time, yeah. especially on the injury yeah. front. Believe me, I am, I'm on it with injuries. But for those of you who for inexplicably are just joining us for the first time, uh, we have all kinds of stuff for you tonight. We are, as Sherpa alluded to, in our 12th season. We're north of 200 episodes. There's no sign of stopping. Uh, we'll be here with you for a full hour, as we are every Wednesday night, and we'll be giving you all the news and notes, uh, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, which is always hotly contested, our daily fantasy picks, uh, waiver wire, who to pick up after I give you the mile-long injury report, and of course, if you have questions, we're available all week long, all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow, at JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. We're also on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. And if you missed any episodes, you just are soothed by the sound of our voices. Whatever floats your boat, you can find all of our previous episodes everywhere you find your favorite podcast. So feel free to go download, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. But in the meantime, we've got all kinds of good stuff this week. Uh, Sherpa and I, I'm sure, have some feelings about our Cowboys and Giants. Things did not necessarily go as planned. Um, well, at least the Cowboys that, though, put up a good fight. The Giants didn't even show up for the Judge Judy showdown. I mean, although, you know, here's the, here's the thing them. that really, I think, 
worries me the most about the Giants is that you guys don't seem to even know, like, the basic rules of football, like trying to challenge a scoring play. I mean, come on. That was a tough look. That was a tough look. But yeah, well, hopefully this whole season is going to be pretty tough, I think, but hopefully it will result in a new general manager, a new coach, and a new quarterback come next year. But in the meantime, it's going to be Good pretty painful is, for us. You guys don't have any COVID outbreaks yet like the Cowboys and the Saints, but... No, that's true, but we have a talent uh, deficiency. Yeah, that's probably not the outbreak you're looking for. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I will tell you, I did almost pick the Giants to win this week. We'll get into why in just a little bit here. Um, But before we do that, feel free to cook a Thanksgiving dinner, run a marathon, any number of things you can do in the time that it's going to take me to tell you about all the injuries from this week. And this is the pared down version. Um, Most notably, the savior of the Washington football team, one Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, left the game with a right hip injury. He's been put on IR with what they're calling a hip subluxation, which is where the hip dislocates and goes back in, but doesn't tear anything or fracture anything. So I guess it's the best possible scenario. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks, which means Taylor Heineke is coming out of the wings and will be the starting quarterback there. Also worth noting that, unfortunately, there were a lot of people who paid north of $100 to buy a ticket to watch Ryan Fitzpatrick get knocked out of the game they lost and then have a pipe filled with sewage water explode over their section. So I really don't think there's anything worse than being a Washington football team fan right now. That looked like the absolute worst-case scenario. You could have been Um, that cat hanging down from the stadium during the – yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great Saturday. either. Although, I got to say, no. people really rallied rallied together to make sure that cat was okay, and I did like that. In spite of getting peed on by the cat before he fell, yes. I'd rather get peed on by a cat than have a whole pipe of sewage water explode on me, I think. If I had to pick between the two, I think I'm going to cat route. Yeah, I think I'd vote <laughs> for none of the above, but if I had to choose one, yes. I agree with you. Uh, well, in other terrible news, the Broncos got back Cortland Sutton after his knee injury last season and then immediately had a scare when wide receiver Jerry Judy got rolled up on after making a great catch. Unfortunately, uh, suffered a really bad-looking high ankle sprain. They put him on IR. They're saying it's only going to be four to six weeks. It didn't look good, so I'm thinking we're probably closer to six than four, but hopefully he heals fast because he's on all of my fantasy teams, and we're going out looking for replacements. Uh, 49ers running back Raheem Mostert. Thought me for this before is going to be out for the season. He's having season-ending knee surgery after originally thinking he'd be out eight weeks. Turns around today, he's going to, or I guess yesterday, he decided he's going to have knee surgery. He's done for the year. 49ers did sign former Lions running back Carryon Johnson to the practice squad yesterday to counteract that. In Cowboys world, wide receiver Michael Gallup suffered a calf injury on Thursday night. He's on IR. He's going to be out three to six weeks. Uh, unfortunate, but. Not even the worst of the Cowboys' problems. We'll get there. 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring injury and also zero targets last week. Neither of those are good things. Supposedly, hamstring's on the mend, and allegedly he's dropped on the depth chart because of that. So hopefully for my fantasy team, your daily fantasy team, that is in fact the case. Uh, Seahawks running back Rashad Penny re-aggravated his calf injury during the game. It's possible he's going to be out this week. Keep an eye on it. Um, it, it's something he may be able to play through, but it's going to go down to game time. So certainly have a backup plan there. We were hoping to see Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. last week. He did not play. He's questionable listed uh, going into this week. 
unsure if he's gonna if they're gonna play him or not. It's kind of a throwaway game in their mind on the schedule. Personally, I'd rather him out there getting some rhythm, but they didn't ask me, so we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the Cowboys got Zach Martin back off the COVID list. That's important for you because he is the guy who opens up the hole for Ezekiel Elliott to run through, which clearly didn't happen on Thursday night. Hopefully we'll get a little more of that this week. He is no longer COVID positive. Unfortunately, defensive end Randy Gregory is now on the COVID list after testing positive, so he is not going to play this week. And tackle Lyle Collins has been suspended for five games for filing the substance abuse policy. He claims he didn't actually violate it. He's appealing. It's a mess. Um, and then DeMarcus Lawrence broke his foot today. So things are really going well all over. Out in Detroit, unfortunately, they are still the Lions. Um, but wide receiver Tyrell Williams is in the concussion protocol after taking a nasty hit this week. He's questionable going into this weekend. Raiders backup quarterback Marcus Mariota aggravated a strained quad during that nice 31-yard run in the first quarter of Monday night's game. He's questionable going into this week. Uh, quite frankly, that just means that there will be less trick plays to take away from Derek Carr's playing time. So I guess that's good if Derek Carr's in the roster. In Miami, wide receiver Preston Williams did not play on Sunday with a foot injury. He's questionable going into this week. It looks like he's on track to play, but again, unless you're in a deeper league, hopefully that's not impacting you. Uh, as we alluded to at the top of the show, the Giants don't have COVID, but the Saints sure do. They're dealing with an outbreak as of right now. Seven staff and personnel have it, as well as wide receiver Michael Thomas. Uh, for the moment, it's contained to just that. Weirdly enough, they made a transaction to put Michael Thomas off the pup list to the COVID list. I'm not really sure how that benefits them, but it just seems like extra paperwork. So Michael Thomas, still not playing, still on the pup list, now also has COVID. So that's not great for him. Your Giants, running back Saquon Barkley, is allegedly going to be significantly less limited than he was this weekend. Uh, playing on Thursday night. They tried to limit his carries last week to keep him fresh for this week. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, tight end Evan Ingram also didn't play last week at calf injury. He's still not uh, practicing as of today, so he's very questionable going into this weekend or to Thursday night's game. I would say you should go with someone else. We'll tell you who in just a little bit. The Jets are hoping to have both wide receivers, Jamison Crowder and Keelan Cole, available this week. Uh, Crowder's been dealing with COVID. He's activated off the COVID list. He's going to play, and Killing Cole's been dealing with a knee injury, but it looks like he's on track to play as well. Out in Philadelphia, wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is day-to-day with an ankle injury. Tight end Zacherts is questionable with hamstring injury. He did not practice today. They called it rest. Same thing with running back Miles Austin. Uh, he didn't practice either, but, again, they're just saying it's a maintenance day. Week two of the season, I'm not sure why we need that already, but here we go. Uh, Washington football team also put wide receiver Curtis Samuel on the IR with the re-aggravated groin injury we talked about last week. He had re-aggravated on Wednesday. It's going to keep him out at least three weeks when he can come back off that short-term IR. They're hopeful that it will only be the three weeks. Uh, the Ravens running back Marquise Brown did not practice today. He's dealing with that hamstring injury that's been nagging him all offseason, as well as he's now added an ankle injury after this week, but it looks like he's going to play through it. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs did not practice today. He missed most of last week because he was sick. They're calling it an illness. It's not COVID. He did play on Monday. So it looks like he's on track to play again this week. Also, Dolphins get back wide receiver. Well, not really get back. They get wide receiver Will Fuller for the first time. He's back from serving his six-game suspension from last season for violating substance abuse policy. Uh, so this will be the first week he's active in Miami. That should be interesting. And the NFL is looking to reinstate Josh Gordon now that he is past all of his 
tests and COVID tests and protocols and all that good stuff. He's allegedly going to be a wide receiver available to the league, and several teams are already interested. So, here we have it. (laughs) I'm hoping you have some ideas off the waiver wire for how to fix all of these problems. (laughs) Uh, Not so much Josh Gordon, but for most things, yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Where would you like to start? Well, just in case you were curious while you were reading the injury report, I did the <laughs> milk crate challenge with Blue and Lemu the emu. It came out third. Oh, you came in third. That's, I'm so sorry. I think I would think no. my money's on Blue to probably have won that. He's an agile yeah, he's a little guy. more agile than the other two, yes. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. I like, to, I like to see you keeping up on things, you know. Just staying sharp while we're yeah. going through all that. I'm glad we did not have yeah. to put you on the IR after that. No, I'm I'm still here, at least in in uh, <laughs> spirit. So, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to the waiver wire running backs. We'll start with running backs. Uh, this is the one position where I'm finding it hard to find guys that are widely available that I would recommend. Yeah, that you add There's to your There's so many running backs by committees now. It's just so tough to find someone that's going to be worth putting in your lineup. And even the, the obvious ones like Elijah Mitchell, you know, the 49ers running mm-hmm. back, you know, they're probably gone in most leagues. You know, if you're listening to this on yeah. Wednesday and your waivers have run already, but, um, or if you have a separate draft for rookies. So anyway, he's generally not available. So James White, you know, the old standby flex guy, for the Patriots is still there in a lot Always of good. leagues. Uh, Tony Jones Jr., who seems to have emerged into the Latavius Murray complimentary back role, you know, picking up um, Alvin Kamara's scraps in New Orleans. He's widely available. <laughs> Philip Lindsay in Houston, even though Mark Ingram um, is also widely available. My money would be on Lindsay for the you know, duration of the season as opposed to Ingram. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell looks like he's uh, you know, taken over you know, from Boston Man, Scott they as, the him? Yeah. Alternative, uh, as the alternate to Miles Sanders in Philadelphia. And then uh, Cordero Patterson in Atlanta. I thought uh, Wayne Gallman was going to get more of a look um, as an alternative to Mike Davis, who I can't really imagine lasting the whole season as a number one no. running back. No but, you know, he surprised me last year when he pretty much did that in Carolina. So who knows, maybe he can fool me again. But uh, I think uh, Wayne Gallman or Cordero Patterson likely to be significantly involved in the Falcons offense at some point this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got no beef with those. I realistically, like it's, it's slim pickings out there for, for running backs. Wide receivers are a little more available, but with so many injuries, again, it's still, Yeah, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends, as we'll get to next. Yeah, I think there are a lot more decent possibilities out there that could really help you, not just this week, but for the rest of the season, too. So moving on to wide receiver, top of my list is Brian Edwards with the Raiders. Uh, Christian Kirk had a nice game for Arizona. There's just so many good receivers there. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if he's really going to be yeah. as relevant as some of the other people on this list. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, who seems to be fitting right in in New England in his new home, 
Darnell Mooney with Chicago. Look for him to get a bump up when Justin Fields eventually takes over from your guy, the Ginger Ginger Ninja. The Ginger Ninja. Devontae yep. Parker in Miami. Henry Ruggs, III in Las Vegas. Rondale Moore in Arizona. Same issue as with Christian Kirk. Uh, Jalen Rager mm-hmm. with the Eagles. And uh, Cole Beasley, who, you know, COVID considerations aside, yeah. um, still looks like he's going to have a role carved out for himself there in Buffalo. Um, if I could digress just for a second, I don't know if you mm-hmm. brought this up during the show last week, but where did you come down on the whole issue of being aware either during your draft or, you know, waiver wire acquisitions as to, you know, whether the guy is vaccinated or not, or whether he's spoken out about uh, getting the COVID vaccine, where, where do you come down on that? Yeah, for me, it's something to consider, but not totally a deal breaker, just because there seems to be so many breakthrough cases. And I know athletes are getting tested more often than the regular person. So that's why we're seeing more of these notably, but it seems like you can still do everything right and get COVID. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe it won't be so bad, but I think Tom Brady was probably onto something in the offseason when he said that COVID's probably going to impact the game more this season than last season, just with more travel and fans in the stands and just people being a little more lax than they were. So I think it's just something inevitably that's going to hit your fantasy team at one point or another. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, moving on, quarterbacks this week. There's some guys that I like: uh, Derek Carr with Las Vegas, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. you know, with Denver. Uh, you'll you'll love I this say, guy, I was Jimmy hoping Garoppolo. he'd be good, but like old Teddy Two Gloves is out there. He was showing off last week. I can't get behind the Jimmy Garoppolo one. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you never get to the point where you don't have other alternatives. But, um, yeah, I think my guess is he's going to hold off uh, Trey Lance a lot longer than Andy Dalton will hold off Justin Fields. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields is their starting quarterback in week three or four, whereas Trey Lance, I could see in theory Garoppolo holding that job most of the season, especially if they're in playoff contention. Yeah, thank you for pointing not necessarily because of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to lose his job, but, I mean, Trey Lance is waiting in the wings. He's just he's just one bad sack away from Jimmy Garoppolo losing his job to injury. Okay, other quarterbacks on my radar are Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Sam Darnold, and Taylor Henke, if you're really uh, – desperate, but then again, they are playing the Giants this week, so any um, strong feelings about any of those or anybody you want to add to the list? Um, definitely if Justin Fields is out there, pick him up. Now's the time, like Sherpa said. Uh, we'll get that game in a little bit, but I think we both feel the same there. Um, Taylor Heineke, I think I'm higher on. I think that he's got a lot of upside. We saw him do some good things last season when he was in there. Granted, it's it's a different look with fans in the stands, and like you can see that's impacting the play more than last season. I mean, we saw some teams getting psyched out just from their own fans being there. Um, but I I think I'm a little higher on Taylor Heineke than I'd rather put him on my team than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. No, I would uh, take the other side of that. But <laughs> hey, Chase Young said that. Uh, that uh, Heineke could start for any team in the NFL, so who am I to disagree with Chase Young? 
I mean, in theory, I could also, but, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea. Also, I would not um, want to be on the wrong No medication. offense, but I would take Taylor Heineke <laughs> over you, Janet. Well, he can see over the, the offensive line. That's, that's certainly that's the a, only a plus reason right that. off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the only, only thing holding would, me back. <laughs> yeah, he has some height advantage, but that's the only thing he has on you. <laughs> Yes, yes. Right, I'll be uh, here throwing a football clear over the mountains. Don't don't worry about me. Or uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> next up, we've got tight ends: uh, Cole Komet with Chicago, Jared Cook with the Chargers, yeah. Austin Hooper, Jawan Johnson with New Orleans, who has multi-position eligibility at wide receiver and tight end, at least on Yahoo. But again, you're not going to want to use him as a wide receiver. Uh, Blake Jarwin. Things have to be Andy pretty Trout, dire. Adam Troutman. <laughs> Pardon? I said things have to be pretty dire if you put Jawan Johnson as wide receiver. Things have gone sideways well, already for you. Yeah, I mean, if you've got – I could see people looking and saying, hey, you know, somebody's got to replace Jared Cook. And the fact that uh, he had uh, two touchdowns and three receptions and Adam Troutman didn't really yeah, factor yeah. into the game. He got tall. There He's got a good zone. vertical. So, you know, Blake Jarwin, um, David Njoko – Dawson Knox, Tyler Conklin, uh, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, James O'Shaughnessy. So now in Dallas, am I wrong thinking that Blake Jarwin is more talented than Dalton Dalton Schultz and should eventually, you know, kind of be the the clear-cut tight end there? Or do you think we're going to see this sort of tight end by committee thing all season long? No, I think think Blake Jarwin is going to end up being – being the guy there, I think it's still coming back from blowing his knee out is, you know, a little bit of an issue. But uh, I don't think the tight end by committee thing is going to last very long. I think it's going to become clear Dak Prescott's going to have a, a preference. I just think they're kind of into the whole, oh, every NFC East team's running two tight end sets. It's just it's not the way the Cowboys' offense is set up. But they don't seem to know how their offense is set up either right now because they don't have a run game. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay. And then as far as defenses that are widely available um, with what I consider to be pretty favorable matchups this week, uh, you've got Green Bay going against Detroit, Chicago hosting Cincinnati, Giants on the road against the Redskins, excuse me, the football team still doing that, and uh, Las Vegas <laughs> uh, on the road against Pittsburgh. I'm sure that's the first of many times I'll slip up and at least they're not sending out letters like Tampa Bay did when they became WTF. when they went to the Rays from the Devil Rays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or the Cleveland, what are they called now? The Indians or the Galaxy or Guardians? something? The Garden, Guardians, Guardians yeah. because of those weird statues on the bridge. The whole, yeah. whole strange reason to name a team, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Cleveland's clearly got the bigger fish to fry here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before so. before we get into positions, I do want to see out of – so week one's always kind of a crapshoot, especially with guys not playing in the preseason. But we saw a lot of notable teams lose this week that Green people Bay, did not cough, expect. Cough. Like Green Bay, I'm looking at the Bills. I mean, and there were some teams that really got a scare. Like the 49ers had no business almost losing to the Lions. Lions, but out of out of the teams that laid an egg this week, who was the most surprising to you? Um, probably Green Bay, but yeah, 
I think that's going to turn out to be an aberration when we look back on the season. But how about you? Who who struck you as? Uh, I think being, for me uh, it was Buffalo. I think I expected a lot more out of that offense. And maybe partly it's just I didn't respect the Steelers' defense enough, and I'm sure I'm guilty of that. But I didn't expect Buffalo to be, like, manhandled in the second half the way they were. Like, I thought this offense could kind of power through with defense. But that is not what happened last week. No, yeah, that's a good point. That's, um, yeah, I'm not sure I mean, we thought what they were happened gonna put there. Up, like, but... a million points, and then – one T.J. Watt came through, and the whole thing's off off the rail. <laughs> well, so I'm interested to see how again, some of these teams jump back. There's certain good teams that I could very well see being 0 and 2 after this week, like Buffalo and the Ravens, um, mm-hmm. to name a few. You know, maybe I don't oh, know if you consider Minnesota a good team, but you know they could very easily lose this week. So I, I don't know. We'll see, but. Um, now, there's, there's always some early season aberrations, but I guess the good thing about having the 17-game season is teams have one more game to right the ship if they get off to a bad yeah. start. You're not wrong. Luckily, that gives us just one more week of fantasy. So I think everyone's coming out a winner here. Yeah, except the people that have uh, are now doing their uh, – their finals in week 18 instead of week 17. True. I'm in a couple of those leagues. But uh, I think there should be congressional for... legislation passed forbidding that. Well, I'm also seeking out the leagues that are like two quarterback leagues, so these people are already psychopaths. So, like, you know, what's a week 18 end? <laughs> the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I did bring some of this on myself. I will readily admit that. Okay, shall we uh, get into positions? Yes. Very curious to see how our lists match up. If this is your first season joining us, generally my start list looks like the Sherpa's avoid list and vice versa. (laughs) It will be telling to see how we think these games are going to go based off our rankings here. <laughs> Do you want to start us off with some running backs? I think the first couple sure. we'll probably agree on. Hi, um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara is at the top of my list for running backs this week. Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Daryl Henderson, Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, Miles Saunders, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I'll give a honorable mention to Leonard Fournette, but, uh, How'd I do uh, using your uh, rankings as a scorecard? We've got some overlap, more than I expected, but not a ton. Um, I actually also had Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. I've got Dalvin Cook at two, Christian McCaffrey checking in at three. Uh, Aaron Jones comes in at four on my list. Nick Chubb, who had a very nice day last week, and I think against the Houston defense can have another one. Derrick Henry, uh, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, I'm hoping, hoping. It was much better than last week. Uh, <laughs> Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson rounding out my top ten. Okay. Well, you'll be happy to know that none of your top ten are on my avoid list, so that's a start. All right. This is a great start. Um, yes. Um, and hopefully <laughs> I can – I'm not sure if you'll say the same thing about mine. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, my avoid we'll see. list consists 
of Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams. And just to be clear, when I say avoid, I don't mean cut them. I don't mean that you can't start them if you don't have better options. I'm just saying if I do have, you know, better options, start them. Or a better option than, you know, at most I would want these guys in the flex role this week. If that's your, if any of these guys are your starting, you know, running back one or running back two, I, I think you're going to uh, be in for it this week, but we'll see. So how does, uh, how does your avoid list compare? We've got, we got a little overlap, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, I also have Joe Mixon on my avoid list. Uh, I think we're, we're probably seeing, Similar things out of that team uh, as far as who's going to win that game, but we'll get there in a little bit. Uh, Kenyon Drake, who I thought would be a little bigger part of plan, but even with Josh Jacobs being sick, not not a whole lot of him this week. A.J. Dillon, uh, Damian Williams, Ronald Jones, I.I. I'm not believing the hype out of Tampa Bay. Somebody fumbles the ball. They're not playing the rest of the game. I'm, I'm staying away from this. Uh, <laughs> Latavius Murray, who I like long-term in Baltimore, but I'm still trying to see how he works into the plan here and the matchup's not the world's greatest. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Kenneth Gainwell, who had a very nice day, but I think you've got better options. Mark Ingram, I.I., so unfortunately I seem to be discriminating against the seconds in families this week. Cordell Patterson, who again, had a nice game, but it's it's really not going to stick, and David Johnson out in Houston. Okay, how about uh, wide receivers? Who do you like? Really liking Tyreek Hill. Um, the Baltimore defense is very good. You know, it didn't didn't quite always look like that the other day. Um, but Kansas City is better, and they just don't lose in September when Patrick Mahomes is under center. So I think Tyreek Hill is still going to be pretty busy this week. Devontae Adams coming in at number two. There are a few things I want to do in the world than play a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers and uh, Detroit's going to pull that card this week. So a lot of fantasy points we had there. DeAndre Hopkins rounding out my top three, DK Metcalf, and Keenan Allen, who clearly going against Cowboys defense, probably going to have a nice day. Calvin Ridley checking in at six, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Justin Jefferson, and Tyler Lockett. So both Seattle wide receivers making my top ten this week. Hey, I've got uh, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, one and two on my list. Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs, three. DeAndre Hopkins, four. Robert Woods, five. Chris Godwin, six. Amari Cooper, seven. Jarvis Landry, eight. Terry McLaurin, nine. And Tyler Lockett, ten. Honorable mentions to Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, E.K. Metcalf, Marquez Callaway, and Devontae Smith. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, my voice list? does not have a lot of your players on it, so we're good there. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Will Fuller, V, the fifth, is going to make his Dolphins debut. Don't want to start him this week. Would like to see how he and two actually work together, and I still think this Buffalo defense is pretty darn good. Um, Also staying away from Kenny Galladay, you unfortunately missed my nice rant about how he plays on the left side of the field, and Daniel Jones just doesn't throw to the left side of the field. He did make a couple of catches last week, but that Washington defense is going to be a tough matchup. Odell Beckham Jr., if he plays, I'm still hesitant. Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati, Sterling Shepard, so maybe I'm not so high on the Giants this week. Cole Beasley, uh, Devontae Parker, Jalen Rager, and Brandon Ayuk. Okay, I've got Calvin Ridley 
at the top of my avoid list, and now we're in mid-season mm. form, uh, matching uh, each other's uh, <laughs> opposites. Yes, there, Alan there Robinson, we go. <laughs> LaVisca, somebody had to do it. LaVisca Chenault, uh, Jamar Chase, <laughs> T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Henry Ruggs, III, Tyler Boyd, um, Darnell Mooney, DJ Chark, and Brian Edwards, even though I recommended him as a pickup. Um, he's not somebody that I think will I do, do well. I do like him long-term. Yeah, yeah, I do. Maybe not this week, but Derek I think Carr, long-term he's a good play. And I think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback in fantasy terms. I'm not sure I would For want sure. him as quarterback of my real-life team. We already had his brother as a uh, quarterback of the Giants many years ago, and that didn't go so well, although that mostly great. wasn't his fault. But uh, anyway, so, yeah. so well, quarterback. There are probably probably some quarterbacks you would like on your roster that are not um, Yeah, if anybody if anybody's willing to <laughs> trade you Jalen Hurts for Aaron Rodgers this week or, you know, or trade you, I should say, Aaron Rodgers for Jalen Hurts, uh, jump all over that. Um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, I think, will bounce back in a big way, and the whole team yeah. will. I think yeah. the week one will turn out to be an aberration. Patrick Mahomes is uh, close behind. Matthew Stafford, nice debut with the Rams. Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, who I think is going to turn out to be a, a solid, um, steady quarterback for the Eagles this year um, without the prima donna ship that went with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Russell Wilson and Tua Tagovailoa. I missed that up. Tag, Tagovailoa, rounding out my there top ten honorable mentions <laughs> to Jameis Winston. He of the five touchdown passes and 150 yards. Oh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, which will make your heart flutter. <laughs> and uh, Justin Herbert. And those are my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions are tough this week. Um, James Winston, I don't know if you heard, got LASIK in the offseason. He seems to think that's a magic, magic weapon here. Also troubling to think that maybe he just couldn't see all this time. Uh, but I don't think he's going to throw five touchdowns this week. We'll get to him. Clearly he's on my void list, not my purgatory <laughs> short list. I do, however, have Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list. Like I said, he doesn't lose in September. It's also his birthday. So he – On uh, Sunday? Probably. Yeah, yeah. So I, I oh, think he's going to have a little my wife's motivation. birthday, too. I didn't know that she had that there in common go. with him. Yeah, but I'll have to see how – pretty sure it's Sunday. We'll, we'll have to verify, but I'm pretty sorry. Anyway, it's just, either way, it's his birth week, and he, it's September, so I'm going with it. I like the Ravens. I just think that maybe they're catching the Chiefs on the wrong week here. Uh, Kyler Murray coming in at number two. I loved what I saw out of him last week. I didn't love what I saw out of Minnesota. I, I think that's the recipe for success. Your boy, Josh Allen, I know Blue's favorite player, on Buffalo checking in at number three. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers at four, like you said. Aaron Rodgers' revenge game against the Lions, it's just there's a big, big bounce back happening here. I've got Dak Prescott running on my top five. Uh, Russell Wilson at six. Tom Brady checking in at seven, not because there's not going to be a lot of points scored, just I think the run game is going to play a bigger part here. Uh, Justin Herbert at eight on my list. Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford looking real nice there at Los Angeles running down my top ten. Just for the record, uh, Patrick Mahomes is turning 26 on Friday. Oh, it's Friday. I'm Pride and joy of Tyler, Texas. Oh, well, there you go. The more you know. God, he's only 26. Okay. Yeah. I think it's his first uh, 
birthday as a dad, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah, cute kid. Good for him. Clearly excelling so. in all areas of life right now. I feel like I need to check more things off my to-do list now that he's only going to be 26. Uh, he hasn't done the milk crate challenge yet, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> I think that I think the Chiefs are probably hoping he's that way. Oh, good. Probably. Maybe we. If you're if you're a fan of one of the other AFC West teams, maybe you should tweet at him and suggest he do that for his birthday. There you go. See if he can uh, build go. a 26-story tower. The gift that keeps on giving. They should probably start building it now if they want to do it on Friday. They should probably start work, like, immediately. Right. So, uh, so who's on your someone else list? who will not be doing the milk crate challenge uh, this week is Joe Burrow. He's at the top of my avoid list. Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, again, like him for the season, not necessarily for this week. Zach Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, who had a nice game last week. Matt Ryan, who did not yep. have such a nice game last week. Ditto for Daniel Jones and uh, Jared Goff, who had part of a nice game, but uh, essentially they were in garbage time by halftime. So um, anyway, that's my avoid list for this week. It's a a fair list. Um, I've got got Ben Roethlisberger at the top of my list. Clearly the defense is going to be what carries the Steelers. Uh, I I don't think that we're going to expect big things out of Big Ben this year. Teddy Two Gloves. Normally, I'd be all about it. I just think points-wise, you're better off with some other guys. Jameis Winston, not a shock here. I'm not a Jameis Winston apologist, nor have I ever been. Um, he's going to come back there if there are not five touchdowns in the future. Kirk Cousins against that Arizona defense. Uh, we saw what happened last week to what we thought was a very good Tennessee offense, or at least above-average Tennessee offensive line. But Taylor Lewan actually tweeted out an apology for how he played. So that's how that's how well Arizona's playing right now. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa against Buffalo. Again, I don't love the matchup. Terod Taylor, Matt Ryan, who just the saddest face-down man on the turf in Philadelphia last week. Just just terrible. Uh, Jared Goff, Taylor Heineke, and Trevor Lawrence, who until he learns how to play against a blitz, is going to have a tough time in the NFL. Okay, how about uh, tight ends? Who do you like this week? Travis Kelsey was out of doubt at the top of my list. Uh, the Baltimore defense didn't look like they were interested in stopping a whole lot of tight ends last week. Uh, Darren Waller checking in at two. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, and Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. I think we'll see a little bit more of him this week than we did last week. Noah Font out in Denver. Logan Thomas, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and as much as it pains me, Dallas Goddard. Okay, we have some overlap and also some guys on our that uh, wound up on my avoid list somehow. But um, anyway, I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my recommended list, George Kittle, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, uh, Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Gesicki. I saw him cut in several leagues this week, you know, just because he didn't out there. score at we'll all. Pick him up. It was a little <laughs> disturbing, but I wouldn't cut a guy that you thought was going to be a top 12, top 14 tight end based on one lousy game. No. Um, I agree with you on Dallas Goddard and uh, Gerald Everett and honorable mentions, Adam Troutman, Dawson Knox, Blake Jarwin, and Jared Cook. Very admirable. uh, Honorable mentions. I guess Jared Cook has surprised me so far this year. I mean, it's one game, but I'm enjoying the resurgence so far. I'd like to see it stick. 
I have uh, not often. A little bit I think of, that has a good chance of happening. Yeah, I mean, I'd like it to not happen this week, but I don't think I'm gonna get my wish there. Um, so I left him in my purgatory. <laughs> I do, however, have Cole Komet on my void list. I just until Justin Fields enters stage right to be the starting quarterback in Chicago, which probably is gonna happen during this game. I, I'm staying away from Komet for this week. Gerald Everett on my void list, as well as Hunter Henry. Austin Hooper, Anthony Fersker, uh, Tyler Croft, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, uh, Zach Ertz, and Hayden Hurst. The one reason I don't think that's going to happen this week, the switch, is that they're playing at home. And I think just the fact that they're starting Andy Dalton suggests that their coaching staff is pretty stubborn and or just trying to oh, yeah. you know, have a soft landing for – yeah. Well, and let's, for fields let's when not they eventually also, do put them in, but let's not forget that this is actually this week is the Andy Dalton Revenge Bowl, which I know we've all had circled on our calendar. Um, so it, in a weird way, would almost be fitting if he lost his job mid-game against the Bengals. But that ginger ninja, he just he's resilient, man. You just can't kill him. Just keeps popping up in the NFL as a starting quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, he'll – yes. Um, the Giants haven't <laughs> had the pleasure of having him there, but they have a redheaded offensive coordinator who was a quarterback who in did the love NFL, so he probably has some uh, sympathy for Andy Dalton. So uh, that might Small be happening club. sooner rather than later. I'm not <laughs> sure when the trade deadline is, but until then I'll be holding my breath. <laughs> oh, you know, it's – Stranger things could happen, for sure. Not many, but possibly. Okay. Um, <laughs> so where were we? We were about, I was going to give my... Um, uh, avoid list. I think I was going to give my avoid list for tight ends. Uh, Darren yeah. Waller, actually, at the top of my list, uh, TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts, who were, I think, all three on your recommended list. Yep. yep. Eric Ebron. All three in the top Kyle five. Rudolph. <laughs> Agree with you on Cole Komet, Tyler Croft, who hopefully none of you were starting anyway, James O'Shaughnessy, Ditto, and Farrell Brown, who uh, some people might have been tempted to go out and add after his um, Texans uh, debut last week. But uh, I don't think it will go quite as swimmingly against Cleveland this week as it did against Jacksonville last week. It's a little different of a team, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, defenses, uh, Washington thought, at the top. Uh, yeah, Sorry, go ahead. yeah. No, no, you're you're fine. I I also have Washington at the top of my list. Unfortunately for your Giants, uh, the Saints checking in at two. Steelers, Rams, and the Broncos. Uh, also the Patriots, Buccaneers, your Giants. I don't think this is a super high scoring game. Uh, the Browns and the Bills running on my top ten. I think they're going to look a little better this week. Hoping. I had, for my top ten, I had uh, Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Las Vegas, New England, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Denver, and Tampa Bay. So gave, I actually found a whole complement of ten for uh, recommended this week, which was somewhat surprising. I'm but impressed. How about a void? And you also, haven't, avoid you also haven't given us any tandems in your rankings, which might be a first. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get off the fence. That's my motto. <laughs> Although with all the running backs by committee, that's going to be increasingly hard to do as the season goes by. But so far, trying to take a stand. So how about uh, defenses to avoid this week for you? Uh, I'm staying away from the 49ers, the Cardinals, uh, Packers, even though it's the Lions, but we saw they can put the points up. Uh, the Panthers, Dolphins, Bears, Eagles, Seahawks, Jets, and the Cowboys. So I've got um, Atlanta, Detroit, Houston, Indianapolis, the 49ers, Baltimore, Carolina, Philly, Minnesota, the Chargers, Buffalo, and Tennessee on my avoid list. I think that was a little more than that was 12, I think, actually. But uh, we get a couple of bonus. Tears of fears. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, let's, right, uh, let's uh, get into the game pick, game pick since I didn't have you to argue with last week. I'm sure, right. you know, there's going to be some hills you need to die on this week. <laughs> well, I was 10 and 6 last week. I left off my uh, my uh, Baltimore Las Vegas picks on the thing I sent you, but uh, I had Baltimore Sorry, you were, you were game, delirious so. by the time you sent that to me. Sherpa was real under the weather last week. Probably. That, that didn't. <laughs> yeah, so um, as far as this week, uh, starting off Thursday night, uh, Giants at Redskins, probably not one of the better matchups for Thursday night. We're all still going to watch but, it because it's on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, I just I guess good that the Giants get this over with early before they're you know, a top five uh, draft pick contender. But I think uh, Washington will help them in that direction. I'll go with the Football team 27, Giants 24. Uh, I also have <clears throat> Washington winning this. I have them winning 23-21. Little known fact, Daniel Jones is actually undefeated against Washington, which almost made me pick them to win. He's 4-0 against the Washington Football Club lifetime. And, you know, weirder things that happened on a Thursday, I wouldn't rule it out, the Giants sneaking out a win here. But I am going to, on the record, go with Washington, 23-21. Well, I'm still upset that they won the Chase Young Bowl a couple years ago. I would have much <laughs> rather had uh, Chase Young last year than Andrew Thomas. But uh, we don't get to yeah. pick such things. Yeah. And as, as the player said, we're always trying to win. We don't want a higher draft pick next year because it means we're worse. But <laughs> That's true. As a fan, but I don't sometimes... necessarily – I'm. I take the long view for a fandom winning a meaningless game at the end of the season, whether you're two and 14 or three and 13 doesn't really uh, move the needle for me. Although I guess this year it would be two and 15 or three and uh, 14. Yeah, it's going to take some, take some time to adjust. Yeah. Just like by the time we figure out the Washington football team is the Washington football team, they're going to change their name on us. Probably. And next yeah. up, the early games on Sunday, Buffalo at Miami. I think um, uh, I could very well see this game going either way, but I'm going to get off the fence here. I'm not going to pick both of the teams to win. I'm actually <laughs> going to get off the fence and pick Miami at home by a field goal. I'll say the two is 30 and the Josh Allen's 27. I'm actually, shockingly, going against you. It is not often I pick against Mike Gesicki and the Dolphins, but I'm doing it here. I think Buffalo bounces back. I think they're going to return to form. Miami, I still have some questions about how this offense is going to look and how healthy they really are. So I've got Buffalo winning 30-20. to 20. 
Okay, good to see we're in mid-season form there. Um, next up, the next Andy Dalton up, Revenge Bowl. The Andy Dalton Revenge <laughs> game, as you said, and that features the Bengals uh, traveling to Andy Dalton's uh, Bears. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. going to pick the Bears to win this at home by a field goal. Um, I'll go uh, Bears 24, Cincinnati 21, and you probably don't want to start too many offensive players on either side of the ball in this game. Probably not. I think this will be the lowest scoring game of the day. Yeah, it's not going to be a fun one to watch. I don't think a lot of us will be, except Andy Dalton's family. Um, I I was very rough on Jamar Chase last week, understandably so, because he was terrible in the preseason. We hadn't seen him actually catch his football successfully. He proved me wrong last week. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I think Cincinnati is still going to roll in here, even against a much tougher defense. I think Cincinnati's going to steal one here in Soldier Field, 23-17, and I think Andy Dalton is actually going to lose his job during this game. These are my bold predictions for the Andy Dalton Revenge Bowl. Okay, I'll I'll take the other side of that, and we can uh, <laughs> work that and uh, see who was right. You're going to let him win and keep week. his job and have a whole good day? I mean, geez. Yes. <laughs> Today, this will be the highlight of the rest of Andy Dalton's career um, before he gets traded to the Giants. All right, so next up we've got (laughs) Jacksonville fresh off that uh, disaster that they laid uh, in the egg that they laid in Houston last week. The returning home doesn't get any easier. Denver opening the season with two road games, but uh, again, I think they're the far superior team here. I'll go with them only by a touchdown, and that's maybe being kind to Jacksonville, but I'll say Denver 27, Jacksonville 20. I've got Denver winning 34-23, so a little more scoring here. Um, But, again, Jacksonville, as much as I I love to be an apologist for them, and I do really like Urban Meyer, uh, I think there are still a lot of things we need to figure out. And while there's a lot of talent on this offense, they don't seem to really work together that well yet. And so we're still a little ways from their first win. All right, I'll make a friendly um, bet with you that Urban Meyer loses his job before Andy Dalton loses his job. Whoa, I will take that. Whatever the terms are, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We will figure this out, and we will document this. (laughs) Okay. All right, uh, next up, uh, the aforementioned Houston Texans traveling to Cleveland. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as successful this week, uh, Cleveland, yeah. just a heart-wrenching uh, loss on the road to Kansas City to start the season. But I think um, it showed that they definitely have the potential to hang with Kansas City. and wouldn't be surprising to me yeah. if they see them again in the postseason. Anyway, I think uh, Cleveland starts to right the ship this week. I'll say Cleveland 34, Houston 24, with or without uh, Odell Beckham, which I guess is without. Yeah, yeah either way. But... I'm, I would like to see what this offense looks like with Odell Beckham Jr. in there, and I think this would be the perfect time to put him in. I mean, Houston's not going to scare anyone. Um, but I agree, Cleveland, I think, got got as much out of that loss as they could. There's a lot to be happy about in a weird way, but I think you're right. It shows they really are contenders. I have them winning 31-21 this week, um, but even that may be on the low side of scoring. I just I think, without a doubt, take the Browns. 
and I want to go to the Baker Mayfield garage sale whenever I can. Oh my God. I love uh, those commercials. I can't, that's my favorite thing about like anything right now is those Baker Mayfield commercials. Oh, I like the Walter, the cat commercials for Chevy Silverado because he looks like blue. Also but, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A fun commercial too. I feel like Blue Blue has that in him. He's capable of doing those things. I believe that. Yeah, he he hasn't responded yet when I've asked him to go get firewood, but we're working on it. It's still early. I mean, you don't need to have any fires just yet, but he's got some time to practice. Either that, or I need a stunt cat. Yeah, that might not be the worst idea. Don't tell Margaret. Right. <laughs> then Blue's really going to lose okay. his scholarship. <laughs> you may maybe. Uh, confined to the garage or worse, but we'll see. Oh, Hopefully okay. not. Um, next up, blue. we've got, you know, I'll, I'll, I got his back. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, the Rams hitting the road for Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is going to start off their season with the second consecutive road loss to an NFC West team. Uh, I think it'll be mm-hmm. relatively close, but I'll go with the Rams 34-27 here. Yeah, I went back and forth on this. I really think this Indianapolis team is better than it looks. I think that they didn't play together all off season. Uh, they COVID, they broken foot, and this and that. And I think they're going to get better each week. I just don't think they're better than this Rams team right now, offense or defense. Um, so I've got the Rams winning by a field goal and a close one, 27-24. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh hosting Las Vegas, you know, hard to know what to make of Pittsburgh last week. Offense, definitely not impressive. Defense, very impressive. Um, Vegas, I just, I don't know. It's, they have some talent, but there's just too many mental mistakes there you know, for my liking. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh to um, win this one. I'll say uh, the Steelers 24 and the Chuckies 21. We're, we're close. I'm on the other side of it. Shocker of all shocks. Um, I've got Vegas winning 24-23. I think it'll be close. Obviously, Pittsburgh's defense is going to be what keeps them in it, and Raiders seem to like just giving people games. So it's not out of the question, but I think they are the better team overall, and they'll prevail, even in Hinesfield. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, the Jets hosting the Patriots and – Patriots mm-hmm. might not be the juggernaut that they've been um, before last year, but I think they're still Actually, better than the Jets. I'm yeah. going to pick them by a field goal. I'll say uh, Patriots 27, Jets 24, and I, I certainly hope I'm wrong about this, but uh, I fear that I'm not. I've got New England winning 28-14, so I'm seeing this a little more of a blowout. I, I maybe don't respect the Jets quite as much. Um, but I think New England is, is going to just keep getting better the longer they're playing together, and I think the Jets are on the wrong side of this this week. Okay, New Orleans traveling to Carolina, and New Orleans certainly impressive uh, debut against the um, Packers yeah. on a neutral field last week. Um, I liked the did, how however, New bring Orleans home the apparently from Florida. Yeah, and apparently uh, New Orleans also went out of their way to make it as difficult as possible for Patriots fans to, I'm not Patriots, for Packers fans to travel to Florida as possible. But (laughs) as you said, um, I'm not sure if that was the deciding factor or not. But uh, anyway, I think COVID aside, I think there's still 
a better team than Carolina. I think they're going to continue to surprise people. I'll say uh, the Jameis Winston 31 and the Christian McCaffrey's uh, 28 in the battle yeah, of I, players. I'm, I'm clearly not a Jameis Winston fan, but I do like this New Orleans defense a lot, and I think that's the difference here. I've got them winning 24-20 in a close game. It's actually, I think, a pretty good one to watch. Okay, last of the early games, uh, the Eagles hosting San Francisco. I think this will be one of the better, more entertaining, higher-scoring games of the season, yep. and definitely not an Eagles apologist, but I think they do win this by a field goal. I'll say Eagles 34, 49ers 31, and if you have any offensive players on either side of this on your fantasy team, I think you're going to be very everybody. happy on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I am – I, this is another one I went back and forth on. I really can can talk myself in either of these teams winning, but I'm taking the 49ers just because I like their defense a little better, um, even though they did get a get hit with the injury bug again. Uh, I'm still going to take them to win 30-28 in what will be a very good game to watch. Okay. And next up we've got the first of the Sunday late games, and that's uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, hosting yet another game, this time hosting Atlanta, which almost seems unfair, but uh, they will play the game in Tampa. And I think this will be a similar outcome for Atlanta. Maybe they'll score a few more points, but uh, I think they're going to be on the short end of the stick. I'll say Tampa Bay 37, Atlanta 20. I've got Tampa Bay winning 33-17 over Atlanta. I just... Matt Ryan was so sad last week. It was just terrible watching him get crushed. Uh, I don't think things are going to get a lot better for him this week, unfortunately. And Tampa Bay, I think there will be a lot of passing in the first half and a whole lot of running in the second half. Right. Um, Minnesota at Arizona. I want Minnesota to win this, but uh, Arizona just showed me too much against Tennessee, and I realize things can change uh, early and often in an NFL season, but I'll still say that Arizona looks like a better team to me at this point. And at home, I'll pick them to win 31-27. I got Arizona winning 30-24. Again, this was kind of a tough one to pick, but it's still Kirk Cousins is going to find a way to lose his football game inexplicably. Arizona looked better than I expected, and I'd like to see them put together some consistency here and keep it going. All right, uh, speaking of teams that seem to find uh, ways to lose games every season, we've got the uh, Chargers hosting your Cowboys. I'll say Cowboys 31, Chargers 28. I'm actually also going to pick the Cowboys to win this game, which probably means they're going to lose if we're both picking them. (laughs) I've been winning 34-28. I think Zach Martin being back opens up Ezekiel Elliott a lot more this week. And I just don't think the Chargers defense is going to – slow them down as much as Tampa Bay tried to, I guess. I think they'll be able to hold on. I hope they'll be able to hold on. All right. Tennessee at Seattle. I'm going to go with uh, Seattle to win that one, 30 to 27. I've got Seattle winning 35-30. Tennessee's got to figure some stuff out quick, and that Seattle offense looked very good last week. Just them at home, it's, it's a different monster. I don't want to face them, and I don't think Tennessee's going to be very successful in it. Do you think uh, Seattle's going to let Russ cook this season, or what do you think is going to go on there? I think so. I think you have to. I mean, 
whatever he wants to do at this point, I think you have to let him do. Look at what he he did on a football field last week. Just let the man do his thing. He was great on the Mannings broadcast as well. Just let him do whatever he wants. It's for the best. Well, it seems that he's really uh, taken to the new offensive coordinator, so it would be interesting to yeah. see how they do as oh, yeah. the season goes by. And you could have the argument all day about whether uh, DK Metcalf or um, – Tyler Lockett is going to have a better fantasy season, but I think Honest both of those God, guys should do really well. He throws the ball straight in the air, and just 40 yards later, somebody catches it. I, it. It's unbelievable. Or maybe they should just have them all run like dueling patterns and throw the ball to the spot and let the two of them fight it out. Okay. Sorry, what was your uh, score again for the Seattle game? I've got Seattle, Seattle 35-30 over Tennessee. Okay. Um, Sunday night game, Kansas City at Baltimore. Uh, sorry, Lamar Jackson, but I think you're yeah. also starting the season 0-2. I'm going uh, with Kansas City. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the belated birthday celebration. I'll say that Kansas City uh, just had too many uh, skill position guys um, for Baltimore to contain all of them. So I'll say Kansas City 34, Baltimore 27. And we're Kansas City winning 31-24, so we're, we're about in the same vein. I think the Baltimore defense keeps them in it. Lamar Jackson holds on to the football a little bit more because hopefully he gets a little more protection and they can hang around, but I don't think they have enough to outright beat Kansas City, not right now. Do you think Kansas City's defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl, or are they going to be kind of like last year where they might get to the Super Bowl, but then a superior defense will shut them down? I, I'm hoping they are, but I'm not convinced off of last week, that's for sure. Cleveland good, but they made them look better than they needed to. Cleveland gave that game away. So I, I would okay, like to see then, a little bounce back. And then finally, and I think Cleveland's defense could be really good by the end of the season, but we'll see. Um, oh, and finally, yeah. Monday night game, Detroit at Green Bay. Um, I, I don't think there's any question that Green Bay is going to bounce back in a big way here. Um, you know, Detroit scored a lot of points after the game was out of hand against San Francisco, but uh, still, I'll say Green Bay 37, Detroit 21. I've got Green Bay 33, Detroit 21. I think we're both in agreement that a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers is not who you want to be facing, not at Lambeau Field, not in prime time. So he's going to quiet everybody down, tell us all to relax, and, you know, we'll be talking about him like he's an MVP next week. Um, before we Maybe let you go, the Manning brothers we... will have him on during the game, or at least in the oh, second so. half when he's on the so. sideline wearing a baseball cap. That'd be fantastic. If anyone could pull it off, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm all for this. We should petition somebody. Uh, yes. <laughs> before before we let you guys go, a couple of <laughs> daily fantasy picks for you this week. A reminder, we like to give you some value picks. Obviously, we all know who we want to start, the high-ticket guys, but this way you can afford to do some of that. So some options for you, Baker Mayfield, who's priced well below what he's going to give you, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, and Teddy Bridgewater. At running back, Chris Carson, Najee Harris, Miles Gaskin, Elijah Mitchell, and Melvin Gordon, III. At wide receiver, Will Fuller, maybe didn't want to start him on my season-long team, but I'm willing to take a flyer on him on a daily fantasy team. Brian Edwards in Oakland, we talked about earlier, or I'm sorry, in Las Vegas, we talked about earlier. Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, Tim Patrick, so pretty much all of the Denver receivers that aren't currently on IR with a high ankle sprain. And Jamar Chase, who I, I apologize, I was wrong. I would like to see that trend continue this week. 
at tight end, Noah Font, Rob Gronkowski, who is priced very low this week, Jared Cook, and on defense, Carolina, Cleveland, and Arizona. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us again this week. We'll be back next week, as we are every Wednesday night. And we are all over social media. If you have questions, if you want to tell us what your rankings would be, uh, feel free to chime in. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN into show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And like I said, you can find all of our back episodes if you missed something or you just like the sound of our voice anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. And we'll see you next Wednesday.